Welcome to God Bless the Enneagram, a podcast about greater self-awareness and mindfulness through the lens of the Enneagram. I'm Gina. I have a lifestyle blog called bornpairs.com and I'm an Enneagram type two-wing one. And I'm Christy Fountain. I'm a four-wing five and I am an Enneagram coach. Welcome to our show. It is good to be back. Last week, we were talking about something a little more complex and a little more controversial than most of our topics. We were talking about the possibility of having an unhealthy connection to your integration number in the Enneagram system. Um, And this is weird because normally you have a pretty healthy connection to your integration type because, you know, when you're feeling secure, um, when you're kind of in a state of growth, you move toward the number of the direction of your integration, depending on what type you are. So normally you behave like the healthy version of that number. And we are discussing, and we discussed last week, having an unhealthy connection to that integration number. And we hope we didn't lose you (laughs) because this is strange. And even just talking about it, Gina and I get constantly mixed up like, wait, 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 it's integration, not disintegration. So uh, we talked about the thinking centers, um, this happening with five, sixes and sevens last week. You can catch up on that podcast episode. And today we're finishing up with the gut and the heart centers, which are eight, nine, one, two, three and four. Another way to think about this is that your connection to your integration number is so strong that perhaps it kind of overpowers in, it overpowers in your personality and maybe it you kind of overdo it so for example if you're a 2 and you move to 4 in integration this is typically the healthy aspects of the 4 that you take on but um in this case you might overdo it and you might become so much like the healthy four that you start dipping down into the other aspects, the unhealthier aspects or the average aspects of the four. All right. So we're going to start off with the type eight and eights are naturally charismatic and willful, very confident people. They're in the gut triad. So they um, are people who act on their instincts and their integration goes towards a type two, which helps them get in touch with their softer and more vulnerable side. It also allows the type eight to be more compassionate. However, when the connection to the type two becomes unhealthy, the eights can take on the challenges of an unhealthy two. So this could look like them being domineering, uh, even coercive. They start to feel this sense of entitlement big time. And they're basically going to do anything they need to do to get what they want from other people. This could be in the form of manipulation and they become very confrontational. They can also start victimizing themselves and this makes them just bitter, resentful people. Maybe they're, you know, sort of in a power struggle and they, again, Being in the gut triad, their dominant emotion is anger and rage. So these behaviors are sort of ignited by that dominant emotion. I kind of picture this very large presence, like this overactive dominance happening when um, the type eight starts to have an unhealthy connection to the type two, Mm -hmm. right? Like just this sort of person to be um, 
reckoned with is that the right word yeah well and blaming others yeah for things that they're responsible for even mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's where the victim being the victim comes in they just nothing is their fault they don't want to take responsibility it's all pointed outward for sure mm-hmm. the type nines unhealthy connection to their integration arrow of the type three looks like them moving into that showman style of the three, the manipulating their personality to kind of suit um, the needs of the moment. They are really concerned with how they're being perceived. They have this overt illusion about their own specialness. And even though they've kind of are in, they're delusional about it, deep down, they feel completely unworthy and this that makes them in turn be more opportunistic and hyperactive and just doing anything to squash those feelings of unworthiness which makes sense because the the type nine already feels like people aren't really noticing them or the things that they're doing and so when they move to type three their people pleasing turns into overextending themselves and taking on way too much you know just through being really energetic and just getting their hands on everything and just um, being out there. It's a, it's a lot of anxious energy. Lastly, they're, they covet and associate themselves with the success of others. So they can let other people know that they know people that are successful or just kind of telling other people things that make them cool, um, which is not normally a nine thing, but when you have an unhealthy connection to this integration type of three, that's how it can look. Yeah, I can definitely see that, especially if they're trying to find value. They're trying to find their place with like someone else and they're having a hard time. Yes. Normally this is like a, a healthy thing for them. This, this type, you know, really making sure they're out there and being okay with being in the limelight a little bit more than their normal selves. But um, this can be done overtly, you know. Type ones. This type is always wise, realistic, and has been described, I've heard, <laughs> through the grapevine, as morally heroic. Have you heard that? No, but that is ama- that, that's amazing. Yeah, morally heroic. And their integration number points to the type seven, which can manifest a more relaxed and carefree wow. uh, nature for the one. But when the connection to the seven becomes unhealthy, they become very anxious and they can get impulsive in in their actions when normally they're quite calculated. They start acting almost very childlike, like I kind of picture this unruly child just acting out, being self-centered, kind of bratty. Um, they can also just do things in excess. They don't know when to stop or when enough is enough. This can also be a multitude of things like food or even conversation. Like, have you ever had a conversation with someone who just won't stop talking or telling jokes? (laughs) They don't know how to stop themselves and the stimulation just keeps going and going, which is very unlike the one. Mm -hmm. And again, when they, when they're heading towards integration, when they're heading towards behaviors of the seven, it does allow them to kind of relax and like let go. But if it's an unhealthy connection, it's it's going to look like just too much, like the person's a bit out of control. That's really hard to imagine. For a one. Yeah. All the other types, like 
I can really imagine all the other ones happening, the unhealthy connections. The one is the one I really don't. Yeah. I mean, ones, they just have this moral code and they don't normally steer from it. So for them to act out like that is it's there's some there's something going on <laughs> something very unhealthy going on yeah yeah so for the type two so now we're moving out of the gut or the body center and moving into the heart center and the type two having an unhealthy connection to its integration era of type four looks like you know, an unhealthy aspect of a four, which is self-pitying, self-disparaging, um, just being steeped in fantasy and dreaming of other realities or other universes, living in those worlds, you know, just living not in the present moment, looking for somebody to rescue them, being even more strongly attached to ideals of partnership, even to the point of becoming obsessive with people, alienating themselves, being envious of others, withdrawing, being fearful of abandonment. And they can start like a four comparing their relationships, especially romantic relationships to others, romantic relationships, um, and comparing themselves to others, which makes them feel really ashamed because they're not in their minds lining up with, you know, what other people have or what other people are like. And this can become really self-destructive. They can get angry at themselves. They can become deeply depressed and emotionally paralyzed. Like you saying all of that, it's just, it really hits a chord to some events that happened for me, maybe, gosh, 10 years ago, more, more than 10 years ago, maybe like 15 years ago. Really? Yeah. And I, I don't even know if I'll keep this in, but I could very easily step out of reality and into this like fantasy world in my head and make up the most elaborate stories that either I was telling myself or I was telling someone else Mm. and it got addicting. And I think that really truly happens when someone is trying to dissociate from their own reality. For sure. And when shit gets difficult to deal with, I could see definitely why I was just seeking any alternate universe. Mm -hmm. It does bring, I think especially for the two being in the um, feeling center, like it brings deep emotional shame because just not being in tune with reality is like, it's, I don't know, like even saying it, it's embarrassing. It feels very embarrassing. Well, I'm glad that you shared because that's a really interesting example of that. And it fits perfectly. What else do you got? Share more. (laughs) Share more. I like this. Yeah, I I can't, I can't share any more with that one. Mm -hmm. All right. So Type three. I feel like type three's got a bad rap. I don't know. I just want to show them a little love. Um, I read on the Enneagram Institute that they call them the stars of human nature. And I thought this was cool because I think at their best or at their healthiest, they're not just successful, but they can be really encouraging to other people. If you think of people like Oprah, mm-hmm. right? And they do inspire us. They inspire people to invest in their own self-development we sort of look to these people and we're like wow like look what they're doing and how are they doing that that's so cool and it does push us it does encourage us that maybe we can do that too or we can do our own thing but um 
yeah, I feel like they're, they can definitely be encouraging when they're healthy. So a type three goes to six in security. And when they have this unhealthy connection to the type six, instead of being this, you know, encouraging star, if you will, they start to just procrastinate and get super anxious and they don't, um, they're not doers anymore. They're sort of ambivalent and they can become very sarcastic and like they don't care and like, what's the point? Why even bother trying? They might start blaming other people for their own problems. It's like they get very discouraged and I think it comes from a deeper sense of insecurity. This makes them defensive, highly, highly reactive. I think they're trying to, at this point, with the, this unhealthy connection to the six, they're they're also seeking that security. Like, where are they going to find it? I don't know. It sounds kind of scary to me. I can think of times when I've felt that, like, not necessarily looking for value, but just looking for safety, right? Like, when you're looking for safety, it's it becomes very primal. Mm-hmm. So... I can see them also getting very belligerent and sort of um, mean. For sure. And that's scary for them because the threes can appear really confident. And even if they're not confident, they can at least appear that way, even if they aren't. And it helps people really believe in them and it helps people back them and just trust in them as leaders. And so that could be really scary for them, like not having that confidence and um, self-esteem to push forward. So the type four's unhealthy connection to the integration arrow of theirs, which is the type one, they can go from being really empowered, um, and, and really tapped into their physical bodies and doing, um, and they can go from that in security to the extreme of, being completely unable to relax. They're doing so much. They're worrying about everything being perfect and everything being the way they want it. Um, They can get really controlling, self-righteous, overly organized, terrified of making a mistake, obsessed with their own self-development, you know, seeing mistakes in themselves, seeing um, imperfections, and then you know, projecting that onto others, feeling so imperfect that they project that, you know, others are always making mistakes or not doing it right. I'm getting frustrated with people's flaws. And then that, of course, leads to anger since the ones are in the the anger triad um, or the triad that struggles with anger, which is the body center. They can become workaholics and just overly obsessed with what they think is the right way to do things that they can't let go or trust anybody else to take over and, and help them out. So personally, I I really relate to this because, um, when I was studying pre-med, I had to be pretty strict with my studies and I became so, so, so workaholic-y. Um, I was also taking nursing classes and doing a full schedule at my university and doing pre-med that, it just kicked in. Like it was a good, healthy thing for me to be in that state, be in that type one healthy state of existence. That was really healthy for me, but then I just took it too far. And then now I have that tendency to kind of take it too far and not be, you know, trusting of others or be judgmental toward others for not doing it the right way or doing it as perfect as, as I would do it. Yeah. I think, I think it's so interesting how different phases of your life can bring in stronger connection to one of the numbers 
whether it's your wing, your integration, your stress, it can definitely strengthen all of those behaviors, good and bad. Mm -hmm. And the one is interesting because if you can tap into it at all, it's like a fire. You're like, oh, I get it. A hundred percent. I get the way this is supposed to be. And then forget it. Like there's no other way. <laughs> there's no other way but this way. Right. For sure. And then I know like I start getting meddlesome in other people's business. Like, well, let me just do that for you. Like even if they didn't ask for help, if I see something that they're not doing it right, I'll be like, hey, I'll help you with that just because I want to help them do it the right way or perfect. And it's like exhausting. Like looking around and just seeing what's wrong. What can I fix? How can I make this better? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's one way I think you can, you know, establish an unhealthy connection to your integration type is just overdoing it, you know, just kind of being in a place where life is having, you know, maybe you're feeling more secure or you're in a, you know, your self-esteem is high and you're really tapping into that integration arrow, but it just gets overdone. I think that's one way. There's probably other ways, but that's probably the one I relate to the most. Or somebody who has a really strong connection to their integration arrow so much that it almost, it's like right up there with some of those key motivation and core fears. Like it's very close, like closer than a wing maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're really tapped into it and you're using it a lot, it's definitely going to strengthen you can overdo it. So this week we're talking about how it's possible to go from having a healthy connection to an unhealthy connection to your integration arrow. And this next week, we're going to talk about how it's possible to have a healthy connection with your disintegration arrow, which is your stress arrow or your stress number. And this will be really fun as well to talk about. I've loved this topic. Yeah, this one, this one's been really fun. It lets everyone kind of see just the different ways that you can move around the Enneagram. Yep. And I'm super curious for any of you guys who are listening, if your type that we described as having an unhealthy connection to your integration arrow, if any of these sound like you or we've described you correctly, I would love to know. Or incorrectly. Yeah. Or, you know, if you don't, you know, maybe you've never had an unhealthy connection to that integration arrow. But if you have, I'd be super curious to know. Um, And if you can leave a comment on our blog or on our website at godblesstheenneagram.com or on our Instagram account of the same name. Um, I would love to hear from you. We always love hearing from you. Yes. I want the attention. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks guys. We'll see you next week.